Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. Hello, Wendy lady. Hello, Darren. So today, apparently you have a cautionary tale for small businesses. Yes, it's a very sad one and and a very big caution in it. And I'm very grateful to a Durban businesswoman who I'll call Sarah. She doesn't want her name or her business out there. She's uh, a little mortified by what happened, but she's shared her story with us in a bid to warn others. Because the thing is, she found no warnings online about any of the companies involved in scamming her. So she wants to change that. Of course, the company names will change, but let's do our bit. So... She did admittedly miss some telltale signs in her dealings with the fraudsters, and that's been her very expensive lesson. Mm. So, scam began on May the 22nd, very recently, with an emailed invitation to the company, purportedly from the procurement department of the Drakenstein Municipality, which is near Paul in the Cape. Mm -hmm. Good day, it began. The municipality would like to extend an invitation to your company to supply the attached products. Some of the products or products that we may request may fall out of your scope of work therefore without an e we would like you to outsource for the products and supply the municipality as we are urgently looking for a reliable supplier to supply us okay whenever there's dodgy spelling or grammar Mm. that should be your very first first red red flag flag, okay so the product that they wanted was a certain insulated suit with some fancy code a black and yellow number protection wear that the municipality in inverted commas wanted and they wanted uh, 150 of them right mm-hmm. so sarah and her colleagues immediately started sourcing the suit and they found only one supplier funny that by the name of calton traders based in durban don't tell me that was a fake <laughs> company and the only supplier of that insulated suit yes exactly so the suit i think is probably also just a made-up thing mm. um everything about this uh, scam was fake Um, But Sarah didn't know that at the time. So Kelton Traders then sent her a quote for 150 of those suits and confirmed that they did have stock and they could supply and within the required uh, time frame. So Sarah completed the tender document, submitted it to the supposed Drakenstein municipality on the 30th of May. For some reason, there was a three-week delay, almost three weeks. And then on June the 18th, just after the public holiday last week, uh, the company received an acceptance letter from uh, Mandisa Sebeko appointing their company to supply and deliver the suits by June 21, which was last Friday. Does that person um, even exist? Um, actually, yes. There is a woman called Mandisa Sebeko, oh. and she does work for that municipality, and I think she even might work in procurement. But the person who emailed Sarah, of course, was not her. He or she had, she had just assumed her identity and when I googled her I found a different phone number under her contact details Mm -hmm. from the phone number that the fraudster had inserted in the email to Sarah's company so there's your first tip always check out the phone numbers everything might look legit letterhead everything else independently google the municipality or the company whoever Mm. it is and check the phone numbers so anyway in good faith Sarah ordered those suits and paid Colton traders Kelton traders listen for it 136,275 rand. She did that transfer on June the 19th um, because, of course, they said they wouldn't deliver those suits without full payment up front. Mm. And so they went to 136,000 rand into the fraudster's bank account. And as you can imagine, um, there was no delivery of 150 suits. There were no suits to start with. Mm. Um, And then came a stream of excuses and then the awful, awful realization for the company that they had been scammed. 
And I'll give you the details about how that happened in just a little bit. Happened so quickly, hey? Right. So quickly and yeah, you just, it it's done. There's all no legit, coming back. It's all above board until mm. you get that sinking feeling. And I so just, excited for the order. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. yeah, more on this horrific story. A cautionary tale for all businesses out there when we come back with Wendy Nola and Consumer Watch. Consumer Watch with Wendy Nola. Thursdays at 8.40. 8.40. Wendy Lady. Yes, Darren. See if I got this I'm, right. A Durban I'm company right thought that they'd scored a lucrative government tender to supply 150 protective suits in bunny ears. Uh, supplied a supplier, <laughs> uh, uh, paid, by, paid a supplier 136,000 rand for them. And then uh, when delivery didn't happen, they realized, whoopsie, Daisy, I've fallen for a scam. That is unfortunately the number of it. So delivery was scheduled for before nine o'clock last Friday, the 21st. Of course, that never happened because neither the company nor the suits actually existed in the real world. The company that we're not naming because they're pretty humiliated by this and, and, and licking their wounds. The sure. company got a call from uh, saying that the supplier's truck was still in Newcastle. So the order would only arrive after uh, three o'clock. Four o'clock, there was another call saying the truck had broken down outside Maritzburg. And that was when Sarah, the company owner, began to fear the worst. They were then promised the order would be delivered to her home at two o'clock the next day, which was last Saturday. Of course, that didn't happen either. So first thing Monday morning, Sarah went into investigative mode, fearing the worst, but hoping for the best. Yeah, she is. By Monday morning, we started making some calls to find out where the order was and started investigating back numbers and basically the authenticity of the whole company that we had ordered from and realized that both the tender and the company we had ordered from were fictitious. We investigated the VAT number on the quotation and invoice of the supplier. The, we realized the VAT number belonged to another company in Pretoria who were actually aware of the fact that their VAT number was being used for scams. Mm. It was heart-wrenching, actually, because it was a lot of money that had been paid up front out of our accounts and didn't really know what to do next. Shame, man. Can you imagine the bewildering and that can't have, that sickening, this can't have happened feeling? Mm. So she also called the Drakenstein municipality and got hold of the real Mandisa Sebeko, who knew nothing of the actual tender, but she... Did uh, She was aware, actually, that her name was being used to commit tender fraud. So, obviously, other people had phoned her to say, um, you know, to check mm. out who she was mm. um, and what had happened to the to the tender. But, um, as I say, nothing. If you Google her, um, you, you don't come up with any fraud warnings. No which warnings. Was what, which was what Sarah was, um, <clears throat> you know, miffed about. So, what, um, what, what, what could Sarah do, if anything? Well, you know, you feel you have to do something. So she mm. did contact her bank's fraud department. They opened a case um, and the bank, uh, she, sorry, not the bank, the um, police. She went to the police and she opened a, a case there. But mm -hmm. she is resigned to the fact that she's not getting any of that money back. But she thankfully wanted to warn other businesses. I mean, this is very fresh. This only went down in, in the last week. Yeah. Um, she wanted to warn other businesses that... Um, of, of what's happening out there and what to look out for. And, of course, she'll certainly be a lot more skeptical on receiving tender invitations from, well, yeah. whether it's from government or, or private. I mean, and these businesses do get tenders. That's the thing. Yeah. So you've got to be able to tell the real from the fake. But anyway, sure. here's, here's Sarah again. I would check that numbers. I would check company registration number. 
and I'd also check online if there were any fraudulent dealings involving the company. Um, in this case, unfortunately, we couldn't find any fraudulent dealings as none of the persons had come forward to report that these people were using their VAT numbers or their actual names in these tender scams. So any businesses like mine out there that do tenders for government or any other tenders, I would just caution them to check all these details out before actually going through the process of submitting the document and purchasing the goods up front when only to find that uh, basically it was it was all a scam and, and fraudulent at the end of the day. And as in this case, it turned out that the people that submitted the tender and the supplier were all in cahoots. Hmm. Well, actually, they were all just the same fictitious lot. Mm. Something which Wendy didn't mention, and, and I think it's important, I picked it up straight away because I investigate a lot of these cases. Yeah. The genuine Drakenstein municipality emails come from the address at drakenstein.gov.za. The fraudster used something defic- deceptively similar in his correspondence with the company, which was at drakensteingov.co.za, oh, like a private company. So, but you period. should, you have to, because a government uh, organization is always going to be .gov, but they put the gov before the, and then added .co.za. Always check these uh, email addresses for slight discrepancies. It'll spare you falling victim as yeah, well to the intercepted yeah. invoice email scan that we've spoken about on the show, which is very rife at the moment. Um, whenever you receive an invoice via email, an invoice to make payment, check all the details thoroughly and not by calling the number that's on the invoice, obviously, to, to Google the, the organization and make a call and find out. We honestly, honestly cannot afford to take anything at face value when no. you're paying money into an account. And remember, I just want to take this opportunity to, to, to remind people, the biggest banking scam on at the moment is the credit card scam. So you get a call from... It sounds like it's from your bank. It sounds like a call center. They say we've identified fraud on your account. Mm. We, these payments are about to go through to stop it. We just need to read the numbers that are coming up on your phone. And, of course, those are your, um, your, your um, PIN codes. Yeah. And, and then they go shopping on your account. So if ever you get a call, it, may, it might, in the odd case, be actually from your bank. But in the call, source your bank's number yourself. Phone them and yeah. say, Ask for the fraud department. Say, are there any alerts on my account? The yeah. chances are very high that they will say no. So please, just I just want to take this opportunity to, to warn people, especially older folk yeah. are getting caught by this every day. Okay, It's not your bank for, calling from the fraud department. Great End the call and, and, yeah. and, and make sure they're genuine. Yeah, yeah. ask for That's a, my a lot. case number and phone the bank back. Yes, phone your bank directly, make that call, and, and you source the number yourself. Yeah, Perfect. Oh, it's just so sad when, uh, when we hear of cases like this. But now we know once bitten, twice shot. We're all a bit wiser, yes. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Darren. If you want to get a hold of Wendy, um, uh, you, if you have a case that you'd like to get uh, her on, or if you have any consumer questions whatsoever, you can get a hold of her on her Facebook is best. It's at Wendy Nola Consumer. Well, that's it from us, guys. You'd love to take us home with you. Wouldn't you listen live anywhere in South Africa on DSTV, channel 836.